What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, everybody, and welcome to TMG. I'm your host, Travis Patton Sr. I enjoy discovering and sharing real-life moments of inspiration from everyday people. And this show is about finding moments of inspiration for our everyday lives. And look, and if you're going to tell me something, then tell me something good. Hello, everybody, and welcome to a brand new episode of TMG. I'm your host, Travis Patton Sr. Guys, I'm so excited to be here tonight. And you know I always am. So glad you decided to join us here today. Guys, I am excited about this episode tonight. I have been waiting for it. I have been counting down the days for it. And... uh, our special guest. I have been looking for this individual to be on the show, man, for a while, and I'm so glad I was able to grab a hold of our special guest. Guys, listen, before we get started, you know how I like to do it. Don't forget to visit our YouTube page. That's Tell Me Something Good with the capital T. And as always, before we get started, I'd like to give a huge shout out to my biggest supporter, my biggest fan, my lovely wife, Nicole. Girl, that's your shout out. I know you're watching. I know you're listening. Listen, man, I say this all the time, and I truly mean it. In a very short time, this show has taken off, and it's being heard in places all around the globe. Uh, places like the Faroe Islands, Germany, Canada, Japan, the Philippines, Spain, and TMG is being heard everywhere. And now that we are 6 p.m. every Thursday, 6 p.m. Central Standard Time, 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific, 5 p.m. Mountain, people are listening even more. So I'm glad you're joining the show. Guys, listen, as the show continues to grow, I got to continue to incorporate some things. Guys, listen, don't forget, to visit some of our wonderful 
sponsors of the show. You will see the link to the sponsors in the chat below. So don't forget to visit our sponsors, guys. People like Belkin for all your cell phone accessories. Canva for all your digital creators out there. If you're going to say it, say it with Canva. And did you know Canva also allows you to create your own web page? Yeah, that's right. I'm actually in the process of moving my web page to Canva. Didn't know that, did you guys? Uh, if you listen, and don't forget our other corporate sponsor is Walmart. Yeah, it's holiday time. And guys, it's that time for some great deals. Click on the links that you'll see in the chat. Then go ahead and visit those sponsors. Uh, guys, uh, real quick before we get into the show, I got some huge news. Listen, tonight's episode is the season finale of TMD. That's right. It's the season finale, week season three finale tonight. Right now, you are a part of the season finale show. And I wanted the season finale to be something big, something monumental, something huge, something that makes you go, hmm, that was pretty darn good. I want you to hear that about the show. Guys, tonight's show is absolutely amazing. And if you saw the video coming up to the show, if you saw the video, Tonight's episode, guys, if you did not catch it, it's called On the Run. Yeah, On the Run. And I know that video, when you first saw it, come on, was kind of intense. And it kind of had a little drama and a little fear behind it. But tonight's episode, guys, is called On the Run. And if you stay tuned, you'll know exactly why we're calling it that. Listen, I want you to imagine something for me, if you will. Close your eyes, or if you're driving, just look out the window or keep driving or whatever you might be doing when you hear this. But I want you to imagine something. And this is real. Imagine this. Imagine going for a run in the middle of the night. And you're not running for health reasons, but because your life depends on it. Now, I know it sounds like something out of a movie. But it was an all-too-real moment for our guest today. When she was just 20 years old, she was a new mother. And because of political and social unrest, she had to, she had, as a young mother and a young family, she was forced to leave her family, her loved ones, and her friends in her native country of Uganda. Tonight, tonight we're joined by Mother activist and survivor Ken and Jordan. Guys, I want you to give a huge TMG shout out for Ken Jordan. Let her know that your glass is here. Hey, Ken, how you doing today? I'm doing great, Travis. What an introduction. You have all the energy, the vibe. I hey, love it. I'm, I'm, I'm super excited to, that you're here. So glad uh, that you're here, Kenan. And I know our guests are glad that you're here. They're already typing in the chat that you're glad you're here. So, so glad that you're here. Kenan, listen, uh, I, I read your story. You and I have had some conversations and we've talked. I, I don't want to hold up everything, but man, uh, this is going to be so good, Kenan. Um, I'm going to let you come on. Please introduce yourself, Kenan. Tell us a little bit about you. 
Yeah, um, I am from Sudan originally, and South Sudan became a country in 2011. And I spent my first 20 years in South Sudan. I fled civil war in Sudan, and I spent seven years in East Africa between wow. Uganda and the refugee camps in Kenya. And that was before I could come to Canada. And when I came to Canada, I found myself fleeing again, domestic mm. violence. So I went to the shelter and in the shelter, because of too much chaos of likes and dislikes, close the window, no, I'm cold, I'm hot if you close it, this kind of things. And I say, okay, I decided to write journals. So little did I know that I would be the author of Resilience, The Journey of Self-Discovery. Awesome. So we got to try to unpack that, Kenan. Uh, that is a lot in those few minutes. You said, Travis, uh, I, I was in Sudan, between Uganda, over here, and I, I had to flee. And what was going on at the time where you had to flee? What, what was happening in your country? Sudan was very divided. We had uh, the Arabs, uh, they were Muslims, and they mm -hmm. came to do trade. And then eventually they settled and they took over the country. We were the indigenous people of Sudan. And what happened was there was Islamization, Arabization. Mm. We couldn't get books in English. Books were in Arabic. And uh, there was inequality in terms of wealth, employment, and education. So that's why the civil war happened. The leader, opposition leader, John Garang, was fighting for equality. Wow. So everything was in chaos everywhere. So what, what some people would think as a, as a normal life was just chaos everywhere. Every, every, in, 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 from, from here, couldn't get books in the language you spoke. And everything else was just kind of in an upheaval. Am I right? Yes. Yes. Everything was chaos. I think chaos is the best word to describe <laughs> it. How was it trying to live day to day in something like that? How how was it trying to live in that? I was very fortunate because my dad works worked with organization and the mm. organizations would offer them food, the employers, every month. So he was getting cornmeal for the family every month. Right. And we, we depended on that because we went out of food. We had a lot of money, but we couldn't buy anything. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. What so there was no food. That was really powerlessness and uh, a lot of uncertainty. So, guys, I don't know if you heard that. And a lot of us, you know, we like to think, you know, oh, if I have a lot of money, I'm fine. If I get a lot of money, I'm great. She said she had money, but she couldn't buy anything. So essentially, the money's worthless. Yeah, it was just worthless. 
there was no value. And if you find something, they want to take all the money you had for something little. Mm-hmm. Or it, there was black market going on. I remember having a restaurant at 2 a.m. They opened the restaurant at 2 a.m. Mm-hmm. because they don't want people to know that they have food or they are selling food. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Yeah. Guys, I, I don't know if you're picking this up, guys, if you're hearing this, but what I'm hearing, uh, kidding, there are individuals who not just uh, a, a, a tough situation, but people were taking advantage of the situation that people were in. They were taking yes. advantage of it. Exactly. Yeah. So people, some people are get, making more money while the, most of the people are suffering. It's terrible. And it's always going to be, it's always, kid, what I've learned, it's always going to be individuals who try to take advantage of a bad situation. Situation is already bad enough, and they will always try to take advantage of a bad situation. So, so here we go. You're in this situation. There's, there's, uh, you know, there's turmoil everywhere. You know, it's co- confusion everywhere, chaos everywhere. You know, political unrest, social unrest. No one can really get on. People taking advantage of people. Uh, you know, everything's going on. So your story, uh, you, yeah, your story just was got me. Your story is nothing, nothing short of heroic. And, and I, you may have never heard anyone describe it as that, and you probably have, but your story uh, is nothing short of heroic. Because like most heroes, the reason I say that is this, most heroes, when you think about people like uh, the, 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 you know, the, the, the fictitious heroes like Batman or Superman, you know, Something terrible has to happen before the hero becomes a hero. You know, with Batman, his parents get killed. With Superman, other tragedies happen. So with most heroes, there are always seen to be some tragic event that makes them show who they really are, right? Uh, Are you able to describe now, and as you kind of go on to the things that describe what happened in your country at the time that made you flee, did you know, you, 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 did you have any feelings that you would escape? Did you have any feelings that you would get out alive? No, no. Um, I didn't know that I would get out alive because the bombs were being dropped. Wow. Actually, the reason why I really left was not even the starvation or the uncertainty or the other chaos. It was the fact that the morning I had my baby, two hours after I gave birth to my first child, Gire, bombs were dropped in Juba town. Wow. I, I panicked. I was terrified. And Fortunately, my mother was around, so she came and carried the baby. You know, she's older, so she's more calm. And I'm like, I was just on, I don't know, she was so different from me. So she held the baby and we ran for safety. And we laid down on our bellies in the bushes for hours. When Mm -hmm. we recovered, my husband, Doku, Mm -hmm. uh, said, 
No, 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 no. We cannot live here. We need to leave this country. So we left mm -hmm. in two months with a two months old baby, and I was 20 years old. Oh my gosh. Okay. Okay. I'm trying to wrap my head around this. You're 20 year old, got a new baby, two, two months after having your baby, right? Bomb falling everywhere around you. Your mom is all calm for some reason. <laughs> She's yeah. calm. You're, uh, you're, I'm trying to imagine a 20 year old person panicking, trying to figure out what's going on with these bombs falling, missiles going, gunshots firing all through the night, and you having to lie on your belly in the bushes to avoid danger. And, and right. so before you actually fled the country, you kind of was already on the run. Oh, yeah. I was already running, running, searching for food, running, searching for ways to get out of the country. Mm. Um, there, there was a lot of decisions to be made. But the good thing is my, my husband was very creative, very active in his thinking. Mm -hmm. So he was the one who filed the documents, and we had we had to actually um, do the follow up, even bribing people. Sometimes some people need money for you to even get to the office. Wow. So you mean so certain government offices you couldn't even access them without possibly offering a bribe to someone? No. Gosh, listen, guys. I don't know about you, but this, I told you this was going to be good tonight. I told you this is going to be really good. I told you she was a hero, and I told you she was a hero. Um, let me ask you a question. It, it, this is just me. Yes, go I, I, ahead. For sure. What, what are some of the things? I can't even imagine. I can't even imagine. I have kids. I have kids. I have, I have one grandkid, and I can't imagine... And all those out there who are parents, who are listening, grandparents, can you even imagine having to hide your two-month-old child? What are some of the things that were going through your mind as a new mother? As a new mother, it was, hard, it was overwhelming to see the chaos of war falling in my face. I had a better time in that country. I enjoyed every moment of it. But just starting my family in that way, it shocked me. Mm. Wow. Wow. That, that, I, I can only imagine the emotions that had to be coming through to you. You know, you, you, you went from being this, this high moment of your child being born, you know, your first child being born, and that emotional high and excitement to all of a sudden, oh my God, terror, sudden terror. And and sometimes, you know, uh, kidding, sometimes life can be that way. Sometimes one moment we're excited because something great is happening, and then we find ourselves on the run because something else is happening. It's taking us emotionally in the opposite direction. And I can't even begin to imagine all the emotions that you had to be feeling at that time. 
you know, it, it had to be, it had to kind of be a mirror of the commotion and, and the confusion that was going on around you. You had to be emotional, like, oh my God, what I'm going to do? You know, what, what? I, I can't even imagine that. Get in the cat. That's why I like the intro video, you know, that's kind of a good way to really uh, tell the story, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but I can also say that I had a lot of um, support system. Mm, um, that's good. I'm the first of nine children. And my siblings were having fun with their first niece. Oh, that's good. Good. Yes, yes. So my daughter came like a miracle in that time, something to look at and just take our mind away a little bit. But at the same time, I was worried of leaving them behind because exactly. the situation was not good. And I'm also leaving to something I don't know. Correct, correct. Wow, yeah. That fear of the unknown, that fear, yeah. whenever we, we, we are on the run, the biggest fear isn't what isn't what's all the time what's behind us. It's what was it's coming in front of us, and we have no idea what it is. I like that. It's true. Did you had no idea what to expect? You had a brand new kid. You, you had no idea what what would, what would go on. So, so, so fast forward. Okay, so we're in there. So fast forward. You've left the you left the you're in the refugee. You left the refugee camps, right? In the refugee camps. Yeah, when I left uh, my country, Sudan, from the civil war, and then mm -hmm. I went to Uganda. So between Uganda and Kenya, the life is the same. So we just say refugee camp in general. But I have been in Kenya refugee camp before I came to Canada. Gotcha. So, okay, I got to ask you, what was that like? You, you got to unpack a little bit of that for us. What was that like? The refugee camps, because you know we see these things on the TV, we see them on the news, and you know, and we see them on movies. You lived it. I want to. What was it like? Because you got a brand new baby, and it, and you got a husband still at the time. What was it like in those refugee camps? Um, life was very. It is very interesting to say because I I would say that the most poverty and the most uh struggle that I had was in Uganda before the refugee camp. So right. it was a lot of poverty because we are foreigners. So when you're a foreigner, they charge you twice the price of any item that you buy. Are you serious? Yes. Like pineapple, mm -hmm. for instance, if it's 1,000 Ugandan shillings, you have, you have, they tell you it's 2,000. Because you don't speak their language. <laughs> so it's in our best interest to learn to speak the language so you can pay the local price. Yeah, so before you start eating, you have to learn the language. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? Otherwise, you'll be hungry. <laughs> yeah, otherwise, you'll be hungry. So there were no jobs in Uganda. We went to coffee plantation, and people were already poor. And we mm -hmm. went without anything on our hands. So we were also more poor than those who are already there. And then we come to Kampala. One of our friends was really good. He, told, he asked, he said, what are you guys doing here? 
you need to go to Kampala. So, you know, connections are very important. So he connected my husband then to work in an organization. Mm-hmm. But the, the job just lasts one year. Oh, wow. So four years of our living in Uganda, we had no job. I was selling peanuts, roasted peanuts. Oh, my goodness. So I was earning $1.10 a day. And wow. then we, we, we lived mostly on cabbage and beans because they were the cheapest thing to buy. Uh, in the refugee camp, so in the refugee camp, I found a job. I was teaching. Oh, excellent. Excellent. Yes, I was teaching primary school. And then I also encouraged girls to go to school and stay in school because they were getting married right when they get uh, into age of maturity, they uh, get married and they never come back to school. And it's around 16. They marry 14 to 16. And that was one of the things I was doing a lot of advocacy. And then I, I had relationship with the people in the office like mm-hmm. United Nations Social Services. So that connection and networking led me to be able to apply and come to Canada with my family. Wow. Wow. That, that's amazing. Uh, let me ask you a question. Um, mm-hmm. So fast forward, we're leaving refugees. So you get the news, you're on your way to Canada. So you you get the news that you're on your way to Canada. And that that alone... That right there alone must have made you feel relieved. You had to kind of feel a little relieved when you guys got the news that you had hit again. How soon after leaving the camp uh, did things begin to kind of change or take a wrong turn in your personal life? Uh, yeah, I was very excited. I think that is one of the greatest accomplishments that one could get. Absolutely. And we came, I came with my family and it didn't take long. It's just a year. After Mm -hmm. a year of being in Canada, I went to school. Okay. But I would say that both of us were very stubborn people because he was working. And then I said, okay, since you're working, let me go to school. And then you work, I'll go. When I finish, you go. And he said, no, he's going too. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue. All in the Kroger app. Get three pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. And we argue about it. At the end of the day, we just went together full time. And we have these children who are under eight, three children under eight. <laughs> it, it, it didn't really bother me, the fact that we went together to school. It's just mm-hmm. that he didn't want me to be in school. Mm. So he withdrew his support. Oh, wow. Completely. He was not available emotionally and available. Uh, he wasn't supporting me in the house, not even picking the kids from daycare. Oh, wow. Nothing. Sorry to hear that. <laughs> yeah, that's that was really not, not a good thing to be with a partner or a husband, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, who doesn't support you. And my, my intentions were to support the family. Correct. Even Absolutely. have the ability to help them with homework. Things like that, but he took it in a different way. And I think he had a lot of fear around the he wanted me to depend on him hundred percent. So he can tell me anything he wants to say. I don't know. So yeah, that is how things went. <laughs> Wait a minute, kid. So so you you believe he kind of wanted you to just kind of take his word for everything, depend on him for everything and you just kind of, you know, you just kind of, did, did, did culture play a part of that where you guys were from? Did culture play a part of that? Yes, culture did play part of that. Um, gender roles are really very clear back home. Women sit, women sit here, the men sit to the right side, you know, and <laughs> you don't, you don't interact they always feel like if you're going to, if I'm with someone, that means I'm already a husband, a wife to that person. Right. Uh, just some beliefs that are not healthy. But I would say that with him, he has a very unique characteristics mm-hmm. compared to people in his surrounding. <laughs> so he takes the culture too far and he is very insecure. To a point where, like, I can go out. If I go to work, he would still call if I'm late for with one hour late or 30 minutes late. He will start calling. And it was affecting my work, too, because they're like, why is your husband like that? You have to work. <laughs> You're at work. She's I'm working. Work. Yes. Bringing the dollars. <laughs> she says she, she says she's bringing in the dollars, y'all. Ken <laughs> says he's about that bag. 
Right. And it and you know, coach cultures differ depending on where we are, and cultures help shape what we think, it helps shape how we behave, and it helps shape our perception of things. Uh, and no matter who we, everybody, no matter where you're from, the bases were the same. We have the same brain, blood flows through us. But the things that we're exposed to, which can be our culture, it can impact how we perceive things and it can impact the way we think and the way we process stuff. And the way we process stuff isn't always the healthiest thing. You said he took his culture too far. And so you were still on the run. You you were running from bombs. You, you were running from civil war. You were running from social upheaval. And now you get here in Canada where you thought you would be happy. You're out of the refugee camp. You're yes. no longer in a refugee camp. You no longer had a fight over a window. Want the window up? Want the window closed? Give me this blanket. You're in your home. You're now in a place of you should be, everyone should be excited that now you can think about going to school instead of dodging a bomb. You know? And now here we are again on the run from something else. Oh, I, I, did you did you ever feel like giving up? No. <laughs> <laughs> I like that resolve. No, I, absolutely. There, there is no. Option. Yeah, you have to keep trying. You have to keep trying. I actually did say what you said when I was getting a taxi to go to a shelter. I looked around. I said, "I'm in Canada, right? Mm -hmm. Why am I running again?" Mm. You see, mm. but it was a turning point for me in a way that I started to look into myself now and say, exactly. "What is going on with Kiden?" You know, and I started going. I went to do personal development courses. I did fifty in two years. 50 wow. workshops. Wow. You were yeah. committed. You were committed to yourself. I was. Yes. I took it very seriously. I just like learning, but I didn't know that I was learning to find myself. Oh, wow. Did y'all hear that? Went, yeah. <laughs> learning to find myself. And in my journey, I realized that I have been learning and unlearning and then relearning and repeat. Mm. You, listen, what I hear, Kidden, is this. We have to be committed to learning who we are. You, It could have been easy for you to look at your experiences. It could have been easy for you to just accept what has happened in your life and say, this is who I am. That's not what you did. You committed to learning who you are whether it meant reading some other books, going to some seminars, or whatever it was, you reached outside the box because you wanted to discover who you were. And exactly. I, I asked, I said, do you ever think about giving up? You, there wasn't even a second thought. You said, nope, there was no give up. There was no <laughs> option. Absolutely. Yeah. Not even crossed my mind. Nope, not going to do it. Because what was mm -hmm. you going to give up to? Just stay in the same thing? Exactly. It's not worth it. Mm, I like that. So, mention this. So what has been through all this? You've had all these things. And I want to circle back to something. So what are some things 
that you like to share. There are people right now that's listening. There's people that listen. Guys, put something in chat. Say hello. Say hi, kidding. Say, what's up, girl? Something. Put something in chat. I know you're listening. And, and they'll go back and watch this, and they'll go back and listen. So I want you to ask, add something to us, add some value here. What are some things that you'd like to share with our audience that you learned about resilience? Because you believe, you are a strong, firm believer in the word resilience. We talked about it. Your book speaks on it. And you're a firm believer in resilience. What are some things you'd like to share with our audience that you learned about resilience and what you learned about yourself through this ordeal? Yeah, the things that I learned about resilience, uh, one is staying in the moment. Mm. I like to be in the moment because it helps me focus my mind. Because the last thing I want to lose is my mind. Oh my gosh, girl. That's a good one right there, kidding. Yeah, staying in the moment. And I also find that resilience has to do with persistence. You have to have goals, stay goal-oriented, and keep at it. If you find that your goals are not working for you, then you have to reassess it. Mm, mm, mm. Don't get frustrated. Guys, did you hear that? If you're if everyone has a goal, I don't care what it is. Your your goal may be to cook the best meal, whatever your goal is, it doesn't matter. But if we find our current goals aren't working for us, don't get frustrated. Readjust them. Kidding, I'm going to steal that. I like that. <laughs> That's I, I, I'm gonna say it again. If you find that your current goals aren't working for you, don't become frustrated. Readjust them. Ken, I'm I've stolen that. I'm sorry. I'm gonna say it again. I'll probably, <laughs> no, I'll probably I love post, it. Take it. I'm gonna post it online tomorrow. So I am, um, you know. You have to charge for it. Double the price. That's it. <laughs> Double the price. Because <laughs> yes. Because you're not in America, I'm going to double the price. Because you're in Canada right now, right? Yeah, I'm in Canada, Toronto, Canada. See, you're in Toronto, Canada, so you're not in the States. So uh, I'm, I'm because I guess I'm not in Canada, you're going to double the price on me. Look at that, guys, already. Yes. So I'm going to revisit something. I want to revisit something here. You, mm -hmm. you, you said you were in a refugee camps, and you said you began to scribble and begin to write and begin to do manuals. So... How did it come about that you came about your book that you created? How did that come about? The book came about uh, through the shoe project. So Explain shoe, that. Okay, when when I when I was in the shelter, resources opened for me, which is that I got uh, going for the workshops. Mm -hmm. on personal development at the same time i was going to write stories so the shoe project is for immigrant women from different countries who sit down and write stories of their journey and the stories are weaved into their pair of shoes hmm. 
I, I got to ask you. I was, I'm glad you brought the shoe project up because I was going to bring it up to you. Uh, <laughs> I know okay. we didn't talk about it. I was going to bring it up because it seemed very interesting when I was looking at it. And I was like, well, I got to ask her about this. It, you know, so the shoe project, is it about it trying to bring support to other women who are in similar situations? Yes, it was initially in, initiated by one of these ladies who live who is from Calgary, mm -hmm. and her name is Catherine Govea. And what she wanted to do was to help new immigrant women learn English. Mm. So for them to learn English, they need to tell their stories. Ah, uh, right. I like that. Mm -hmm. That, that's how it started. And then from those stories of the shoe project, I wrote uh, four stories with four pairs of shoes, and they turned into a book now, which is Resilience, The Journey of Self-Discovery. I, I know. Look, look what people are writing about you. I know you can see that. Look what they're writing about you. Someone says, you're such an inspiration. Yeah, I know. Put those glasses on, kid. And, I uh, know. <laughs> So, so she would like to ask you a question when you're going through all of these uh, obstacles. So Erica says, when, you're when you were going through all of these obstacles, what was going through your mind? And how would you block the negative thoughts? She said, I seem to allow my thoughts and fears to stop me. So, so her question to you is, when you were going through all of this stuff, kidding, how did you block out all the negative thoughts? Because she says sometimes she allows her negative thoughts and fears hit her. How did you? How were you able to block those things out? I was I didn't have time to have negative thoughts. I was struggling to find food to eat. Oh wow! Yeah, and I was had to make decisions on on what to eat, how to split the dollar that I get in a day. Um, <laughs> I, I would say that I was too busy to really focus on what, what was going on. It was just going through the motions. I don't know, that kind of. But when I go to the shelter, I find writing to be helpful, which is now the extension of what we discussed earlier, that um, it, it helps me to, it, it's so grounding when mm -hmm. I'm writing. And it's also something you can do anytime, anywhere. So right. I, I find it really handy. And by, by the by the way, I wrote 30 journals as well. 30 journals? Yes, 30 journals. And when uh, fast forward, COVID-19 hits, and they said, go inside, you can come out. I said, I know I went through uncertainties, but nobody told me to go inside and not come out. <laughs> <laughs> they never told me to never come out. Miami, come on, geez. Yeah. So I went into my drawers and then I got my journals and I typed them into the computer by categories. Mm. So journaling. So Erica, one of the answers what she's saying is journaling helped her deal with it. And I'm be honest with you, kidding. I journal. Uh, it helps me to process my thoughts. It helps me to process my day. Um, if I'm feeling uh, some kind of way emotionally, 
I journal, I write, uh, I write how I feel, and it helps me to process through those things much better than carrying around those things and, and waiting for something to to trigger it and it explodes. And then it then you know then everybody else is now a victim of of what I've been carrying inside of me. So journaling, it doesn't work for everybody. We're not saying it is a cure all. We're not saying one one size shoe fits everybody. But what we are saying is find something. Find something that can help you channel those emotions. Some people say it's video games. Some people say I go for a run. I go for a walk. I go for a swim. Whatever. But find something where you can channel those things. Journaling helps um, you to process your thoughts. Sometimes when people go jogging or they go to the gym. It helps them to think differently. It helps them to look at the look at the thing from a different perspective. Very good question, uh, Erica. Very good question. Very good. So the shoe project is, and I know guys, we're going to wind it down. But the shoe project it, it, is it still is it still going on? Does it still exist? How can someone take part of it? Somebody may say, "Well, that sounds great." Is there a way someone can you know take part of that? What what do we need to do to do to be a part of that if we wanted to? Uh, they are a little bit controlled because of the numbers they take. It's, it's a small group, but uh, a lot of stories that are very rich and very few writers help them to edit their stories. So I think you can go to their website and check it out. Is it the, the, just the shoeproject.com? Is that it? Yeah, it's the, the shoe project. I'll I'll email I'll email you the correct um, awesome yeah website. If you email it to me, I'll post it. We'll be good. We'll be good. Yeah, for All sure. Right, so guys, so she did some journaling, wrote a book. I think your book looks something like this. Am I right? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Surprise, Jim. Yeah. Uh, uh, that's it, guys. The book, and and in it is Kidding's story. Of survival, courage, and relentlessness, and what it takes to and understand she didn't tap into some superhuman strength, some superhuman power. You know, she's not some mutant, guys. She's a human like like you and I, and but she tapped into what we all have. We all have this relentless human will. Well, Travis, how do you know that? Because if you want to look at it biologically, science tells us. Doing fertilization, you are not the only cell trying to fertilize an egg. There's over maybe two and a half, two and a half million cells trying to fertilize egg, and you made it. That means you are relentless. You can't tell me you're not because you're here. If you're listening to my voice, if you're watching this show, you are relentless. You have some tenacity about yourself. You may not feel it all the time. But I'm here to tell you, there is some tenacity inside you. Two and a half million cells trying to fertilize one egg, and you made it. You already conquered an entire country before you say goo goo or gaga. Before you had two fingers, before you had eyes, you were already a conqueror. There was some tenacity about yourself. Let me stop. This is not about me. This is about kidding. So there's some relentlessness in all of us, kidding. And guys, listen, this is Kidden's website right here. Yep, I got it. Uh, this is a website if you want to know more about Tell us a little bit about uh, what you offer on your website, a little bit more about your book. Kidden, let them know how they can get it, 
uh, what they need to do. Is it on just a paperback? Is it an audio book? Can we get it on Kindle? Tell us a little bit about the book. Okay. The book is uh, on Amazon, and it's also on my website that you have just uh, shared. And also, this book have comes in three forms. We have the hardcover book, copy, and we have the paperback, paper cover books, and we also have um, digital form of the book. So the digital is actually really, really cheap, $4.99. So our young people can go and they can read. Even some older people also do like to read on the screen. So that would be good. In my website, I, I talk about the, the book itself and the intro, my, my own story. And then when you look down more, then you see what I have put there how mm -hmm. to get the book, and also you get to buy. Awesome. Guys, listen, uh, I know that you've enjoyed tonight's episode. Kidding, we've enjoyed you. Uh, I, I, you and I, when we spoke earlier uh, uh, during our pre-call, you know, we was like, geez, man, it's like we're just two friends talking on the phone. Like, geez, like we've been known each other all our lives. Uh, oh, by the way, how's that grandbaby doing? He's doing good. All right. So you is this your first grandbaby, right? I have two grandbabies now. Two grandbabies. And and, and now the, the one we were talking about was a, is a grand is a grandbaby, grand boy, right? They're all boys. All right. So the one you and I were talking about, uh, when your phone rang when we were talking, what uh, how old is that one? That one is um 18 months. Okay, so he's about the same age as mine. Yeah. Cool. Oh, cool, cool. His name's not Kitten in it because you told me what your middle, your name means. <laughs> <laughs> My name means um, middle, and it's interesting because I'm not the middle child. I know, I'm right? Because <laughs> they were just determined you were going to have that name, guys. Listen, <laughs> Kitten, thank you so much for being a part of tonight's show. Thank you so much for being part of the season finale of PMG. I told you guys it was going to be a bang. I told you that. Thank you for <laughs> being here. Thank you for sharing your incredible, incredible story. Is there anything you want to say before we get out of here to everyone that's watching and everybody that's listening? I just want to say thank you, Travis, and thank you to the audience and everybody who is listening all over the world. Thank God for social media. And I really enjoyed talking to you. And as you said, we didn't meet, we didn't see each other, but we just connected. So that's the connection that we need as human beings to stay resilient. We need each other. And talk over the phone. Don't text, please. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. I was learning to do the talk over the phone thing. I'm a big texter. I'm gonna be honest with you. I'm a big texter. <laughs> I'm a big texter. Guys, listen, uh, I'm gonna get out and say this, but sometimes because I'm a, I want to leave you, I want to leave everyone with this thought. We heard how Kitten was her story, how she was running from this and she was running from that. And we've all has been on the run from something in our lives. And we'll we'll and 
we've seen she was running really hard to get away from something. And we've all faced that thing. Sometimes, guys, in life, we can see a person moving aggressively in a certain area or see them moving at a relentless pace. It's not always the things that we that we are that are chasing. It's not all the things, always the things that we are chasing that causes us to move faster. Sometimes it's what we are running from that causes us to change our pace. So when people we see are always aggressively achieving things, sometimes it's not because they're just that aggressive. It's because of what they're running from. Kidden wasn't just trying to get to Canada. She was running from something that she didn't want to be caught back in, like a lot of us sometimes. Guys, you know how I got to do it. Guys, oh, yeah, it's that time. Real flat. Don't forget to visit our YouTube page. That's coming something good with the capital T. Don't forget to tune in right here each Thursday at a new time, 6 p.m. Central Time, 7 p.m. Eastern, to listen to the show. And don't forget to take the survey, guys, that's in the chat of today's episode. And you can stream your favorite episodes on your favorite streaming platform like Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, and so many more. Thanks for tuning in. And if you're going to tell me something, then tell me something good. I'm out of here. I got to go. Peace. Oh, the next season starts January, guys. The first Thursday, January. Put it on your calendar. You know how we do it. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.